0: thank you good evening let's call it order the special council meeting board and commission interviews of November 6 2023 at 601 p.m uh, the city strongly denounces hate speech and does not tolerate disruptive behavior in our meetings Centerville prides itself on the rich diversity of our residents we are committed to creating a culture of belonging where members of our diverse Community feel included safe and respected this council meeting is considered a limited public forum, which means council can regulate the time, place, and manner of speech to prevent our meetings from being disrupted. This protects the rights of our other speakers and ensures that council can accomplish its business in a reasonable, reasonably efficient manner. Speaker comments must be limited to the agenda items being considered by council. The presiding officer uh, will make the determination as to whether a speaker's comments is related to an agenda item being considered by the council. If a speaker does not comply, the, the presiding officer will rule the speaker out of order. The presiding officer will not rule not will not rule speech out of order because the presiding officer disagrees with the content of a speaker's speech. Before we get started, I'd like to remind participants of some procedural items for this meeting. During the meeting, remote participants will remain muted when not speaking. If remote participants have a question or a comment, please use the raised hand feature. Speakers will be called will be called upon to speak one at a time. A random order of voice vote will be administered by the City Clerk for you vote. Members of the public may participate in person, online, or by telephone to provide public comment. Please submit a speaker card to the City Clerk in person or use your raised hand feature to request to speak, start on your telephone. Location and online meeting details are available on the Council agenda. Captions are available for viewers accessing this meeting via Zoom. Captions can be displayed or, or hidden using the show captions button. First
1: up is roll call, City Clerk, may we please have roll call. Mayor Klein. Present. Vice Mayor Dean. Councilmember Melton. Councilmember Cisneros. Present. Councilmember Bellinger. Present. Councilmember Sr. Boston. Present. Councilmember Sell. Present. Five present with Vice Mayor Dean and Councilmember Melton absent.
0: Thank you. And Councilmember Melton has an excused absence. Vice Mayor Dean is on his way and stuck in traffic. So we'll hopefully be joining us soon. Let's go ahead and move to our one study session item, board and commission interviews. Is there a staff report? Uh,
1: Yes, uh, Mayor and Council, this is David Carnihan, the city clerk. Uh, Tonight, you are scheduled to conduct three interviews for vacancies on boards and commissions. Uh, There are currently uh, two vacancies on the, uh, two vacancies on the heritage preservation commission and one on the housing and services commission. Uh, There are multiple There are three applicants for the Heritage Preservation Commission and five for the Housy Human Services Commission. However, the other applicants were interviewed by council within the last year for these boards and commissions. So there are recordings of those interviews if you uh, would like to recall and see those. Uh, Following these interviews, council scheduled to make appointments on November 14th. Thank you. That was the staff report. Thank you. Are there any questions for staff?
0: Seeing none, I will go ahead and open the public hearing on this specific item. Members of the public wishing to address council, please submit a speaker card to the city clerk, raise your digital hand now, or dial star nine on your telephone to indicate that you wish to speak. I will call on members of the public participating in person first, and then the city clerk will ask remote participants to unmute their microphone when it's their turn to address council. Speakers will have three minutes to speak. I have no speaker speakers in the room wishing to speak. Uh, City Clerk, do we have any remote participants wishing to speak on the side? No, ma'am. Very good. I'll close the public committee. Council will be interviewing three candidates this evening. Uh, City Clerk, we're ready for our first applicant. Good evening, Aaron.
1: Good evening, so uh, I'm Senegal
0: Mayor Larry Klein. Let me take a, a moment to explain the process. So each council member will have a chance to ask you a question, uh, make a comment. Uh, so the interview is scheduled for about 15 minutes. So please uh, keep that in mind as you're answering our questions. Uh, first up is Councilmember member Cisneros. Hello, okay. good to
2: see you. Um, thank you for submitting an application. Uh, we, have a, we have, have any applications for the commission. So I'm really excited Uh, that people have expressed interest, and something I, and I really enjoyed reading your application, I think you have a lot of good insights, Uh, one piece that was missing for me is that human services portion, which is fair, we do a lot of things for the city, but I wanted to give a couple examples of some things that the commission may uh, look at that haven't been agendized yet, and if you have some off the cuff thoughts on them. I'd love to hear them, and if not, I have an alternate question. So feel free to say I haven't looked at it, or if you're comfortable and familiar enough, you can give us your off the cuff responses. So uh, I'll just say uh, two: universal basic income pilot program and a safe RV parking pilot program. Um,
3: I am very interested in both in um universal basic income, it's something that you know a lot of a lot of policy nerds from the left to the center are uh, talk a lot about, but I'm gonna be honest, I have absolutely no idea what the sort of logistics and scope um on a local level would look like. I um there's there's just so many details that i that i don't that sort of my my off the cuff thoughts are sort of like that sounds intensely complicated and like it needs a lot of scope definition and resource allocation definition that i that i just like don't know um with regards to safe rv park- parking programs i um i mean that sounds great like people there there are um, other cities in the peninsula that have been over the past decade that I've been following local politics and policy in um the Bay Area have been sort of applying a lot of pressure to prevent RVs from having spaces to park. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the outcomes of that are pretty negative, both on a human level and on sort of like the downstream effects are bad for the city. They are counterproductive in terms of the reasons that the cities are giving for why they're pursuing that pressure. So,
2: and what are some of those downstream effects?
3: Um, I mean, the number one thing is that is that I'm going to try to sort of be <laughs> as non-judgmental as I can. Um, the cities in question talk a lot about how um, sort of they're concerned about the effects it has on the environment Mm -hmm. in terms of the social environment and they are concerned um about property values Mm -hmm. and um and you know people people who want to park an rv somewhere and live in it generally are doing that because they don't have a lot in the way of other options and um even from just like the the clinical, like, leaving out all of the human a- aspect, if you're concerned about property values in a city, maybe you don't want to be pushing people into homelessness.
2: Mm. All right. Well, actually, those were two really insightful answers. Sometimes, I don't know, is the best answer you can get, <laughs> because these are hard issues. But I, I appreciate your off-the-cuff thoughts, and, and thank you for indulging me there.
0: Thank you. Uh, Next up is Councilmember Mellinger. Thank
4: you very much, Mr. Mayor. Welcome, Aaron. Good to see you again. Thank you. Um, I'm really excited that you put Heritage Preservation Commission on the list. We've had some longstanding vacancies on there. Um, There's a short question and a long question here. Uh, The short question is, have you had a chance to look at what the Form 700 entails? And do you understand that that's a fairly intrusive document that you'd have to be filling out?
3: Um, was the form seven hundred the like uh basically potential conflicts of interest. yeah your finance statement yes. the financial interest I I went through it with my with my wife um mm-hmm. and we both think that uh that will there won't be any problems
4: okay excellent because we have had some folks who've taken a look at that and said wait what <laughs>
3: um all right
4: so the more in depth question. Um, So one of the study issues that heritage and preservation got across the line this year was taking a look at the city of Sunnyvale's historic context statement and specifically revising it to uh, put a greater emphasis on the contribution of minorities, especially Asian Americans, to the city's history. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to put forward a fairly awkward thing in our city's history, and I'm curious how you might Suggest that this might be handled as part of our uh, revision of this. Um, Edwina Benner is largely considered to be one of the founding mothers of the city. Uh, She was the first female mayor of Sunnyvale and one of the first female mayors in the state of California. Um, In 19, there's a number of, and there are a number of things in the city named for Edwina Benner. In 1944, the city of Sunnyvale passed a resolution calling on Congress to bar all persons of Japanese ancestry from the state of California permanently. This motion was passed unanimously, and one of the council members to vote for it was Edina Ben. Currently, in our statement of historic context, I think this um, resolution gets a single line. How might you address this? You know, Or how might you suggest that this be addressed um, as we reconsider our statement of historic context? i
3: wow <laughs> yeah um so uh i would begin by saying that i'm not a member of the affected community and that while i might have off the cuff thoughts um ultimately my my first instinct would be to say that like that this is a question that should be answered if possible by people from the affected community um i know that that i tend to get my hackles up when uh, community when you know I'm a member of an affected community and, and there's nobody involved in the in that kind of conversation but um there's a lot of places and times where cities and and states and, and his, the, the people who are trying to represent history have to sort of tackle the question of like how do we put in the context of the great things they did, these these the the failings of the people we're writing about, and how do we put their failings in the context of the things that they have done? Because both are equally sort of part of the people, and um, and this is kind of a strange way to segue from that, but I think that that's sort of not even the that's that's how most. Places do it, and it's not the way that I find myself inclined to think about it. Mm-hmm. Because I think about it in terms of like, how do we put um, Sunnyvale's history and culture and the power wielded by the people elected to office that are a, a statement and sort of downstream consequence of that in the context of the harms that. Um, that was done, just as, you know, the, which I believe was sort of a part of a recent conversation in San Francisco about, um, about, geez, was it, uh, Asian, um, violence against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. I, it's just, there's, um, there's ways, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. I, I like to think of it in terms of like contextualizing it around the harms that were done. What were the like were there concrete harms involved in like the effects of this resolution? Was it quote unquote just a betrayal of the the um citizens of Sunnyvale who are of Japanese ancestry? Um that, that's sort of the kind of thing that comes to mind. But I do wanna emphasize that uh, I would really strongly, my my first reaction is that I am not the person who's in the minority group, in the affected group, and I would want some to make sure that there was representation from that group in the, in the decision-making. All right, thank you very
0: much. Thank you. And next up is Councilmember Srinivasan.
5: Thank you, Mia. Thanks, Arun, for applying. I really enjoyed uh, reading your resume. As a software developer, uh, you mentioned you are a developer, and then I particularly like the answer. I don't believe any of my direct work experience qualifies. I thought that was really (laughs) honest. (laughs) That was really cool. And then I also like the steps you have listed on the Preservation: uh, uh, the, uh, How to for uh, the further response on how to preserve a particular building. Uh, the question I have for you is: In one of the responses on Housing and Human Services question, evaluate the quality and adequacy of uh, housing programs that serve San community. You wrote: Since the time spent unhoused is awful for the people affected. That's something Sunnyway housing programs could improve on. Could you elaborate on that?
3: Um, so uh, from the point where someone um, expresses to the city or to you know a, a caseworker or or other or or a you know third party that they need help, um. Whether this is needing help staying housed or needing help finding housing once they've lost it, um, the time can be quite short before uh, their situation um, uh, I, 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 deteriorates. Isn't quite the right word, but mm-hmm. a better word doesn't yeah. come to mind immediately. Yeah. Um, people who are who are facing um, like if someone waits until they're facing eviction to reach out to the city for help, the uh, last I read, the median time from um, losing your sort of previously stable housing to being entirely out of options is measured in weeks, possibly days. So any amount of time, the, the, the amount of time that whatever amount of time that it takes for Sunnyvale um, or Anyone Sunnyvale is working with to provide services to go from help has been called for to help has been provided Mm -hmm. is going to leave some people um, in uh, in a worse situation than they were when they asked for help. And so um, pretty much no matter how fast uh, or how slow the help is being provided, making it faster will make it higher quality help.
5: Okay, thank you.
0: Thank you. Next up is Councilmember Self.
6: Hi, thank you for interviewing mm-hmm. coming for a second time to interview I it. was really nice of you. Um so I noticed that you ranked Heritage Preservation Commission as priority over public um, human services. So say you're appointed and you serve the full term. When you look back at your full term what would bring you most satisfaction like what are some of the things that you envision like if i could achieve that that would be so great when you look back on your and what are some things that
3: so um this might be this might be pigeonholing myself as as kind of a nerd but um i like documentation that's up to date and consistent and complete, and that's sort of a rarity in my professional life and even more of a rarity in everything else. Um, My understanding is that the Heritage and Preservation Committee um, sort of of relies on, sort of is supposed to be working on keeping maintained an index of Uh, I forget what the name of it is, but like places that should be preserved or places of heritage. Um, And that this is quite out of date and has been out of date for some time. So one of the things that would uh, bring me joy is if I could, you know, work towards bringing that more towards being up to date. Um, On a more sort of like uh, individual basis, I like... I love the idea. I don't know. I don't, and of um, people come to the Heritage Commission looking to do something. And um, oftentimes, what they're looking to do has sort of, you know, roadblocks that might not even necessarily be serving the purpose of like what the roadblocks are for, or what the Heritage Pre- Commission wants as an outcome. And so, there, there are going to be. Times when everyone can be better off um, after a conversation, a set of conversations, and a decision, where um, it's not a matter of like of like heritage winning and the person the petitioner losing or heritage losing and the petitioner winning, but there 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 will I should hope be cases where everyone is better off, and that would be uh, delightful. To be involved in, um, and then the third thing is that um, I I just uh, I'm sure that I would just like wind up learning a lot about Sunnyvale's heritage, and I suppose that's um, possibly a little bit counterintuitive for someone who wants to serve on that commission, but. No matter how much I, 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 I know about those heritage, I could have grown up here my entire life and there would still be more things to learn.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you for the passion you bring to Thank you. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I'm up next. Uh, so let, let's just finish on that. Uh, so thanks for, and I appreciate ranking um, the Heritage Commission first. Uh, and, and I think uh, your comments about the factors that you're taking to look at what how to preserve heritage, and your your comment there about trying to learn more about Sunnyvale's heritage. How much have you visited the historical the Heritage Park Museum? How much you know like the Heritage District? So we have some heritage resources. Mm-hmm. How familiar are you with those that are? Um, let's say there's lots of if you talk about the heritage list of buildings, it's it's a longer list, but but I think there's neighborhoods and the museum itself that. That kind of represent uh, our, a, at least a portion of history from a Senegal standpoint.
3: So I've been to the museum um, three times. Uh, once was for an event, um, which was really a pleasure, an, an event on sort of uh, Cityville history as with regards to Lockheed. <laughs> um, but also, I've just there it was it was a very nice bike ride and the and the museum was sort of a nice break from biking before I biked home. Um I haven't been through a lot of the historical districts um on on foot. I've biked through um I've biked through actually quite a lot of the city at this point because I feel like I live here I should I should at least bike through most of the neighborhoods. Okay. Um and I've been trying to uh this is this is sort of less about like the historic buildings, but I've been trying to um find like the most long running businesses. And you know, like what are the longest running businesses in Sunnyvale and and uh um and when relevant patronize them. That's been honestly a little bit awkward because uh because a pre-dive for for someone with uh, concerns about carbohydrates intake there's a really restricted <laughs> restricted number of restaurants <laughs> i can do that <laughs>
0: okay thank you and, and finally vice mayor dean
7: thank you uh and thank you for being here my apologies to you and my colleagues for being late i was actually just at a meeting with the sf district attorney around islamophobia and the rising tide of hate crimes that are happening and rushed down here, but there's close traffic and I think an accident along the way. So uh, my apologies for my tardiness, but um, since I can't be certain which questions my colleagues have asked, let me ask you this, uh, which I think will be a good workaround. Are there any points you haven't been able to make yet that you think would be worth mentioning now, or anything you'd just like to reiterate? Um, I guess uh, the main thing that I would
3: reiterate is um i guess for the two different commissions there are different points the first is that for the housing human services commission um um, my impression is that a a lot of the work is being done through third parties through organizations and and whatnot that sunnydale partners with and all of this stuff uh i mean i've I've done i've tried my best to do a fair bit of research but it all seems very complicated from particularly from the outside so um uh it's just there they are big issues they are big complicated systems and um i understand and respect that and at the same time i think that um i think that there are ways If there are ways that i can help and and i hope that there would be i would I feel driven to help. Um, And with regards to the Heritage Commission, um, something that I guess I I would reiterate is that throughout the state, particularly post-pandemic, there's been a lot of businesses closing. Predominantly, it feels like small businesses, family-owned businesses. The living history of a city, Is in 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 like the families that have been running businesses for generations something that's like really fragile, and it's of tremendous value in sort of like a a heritage way, and I don't know if there's part of the heritage preservation committee's remit that deals with that, but. but that's just like in in very much sort of the living history of the city, as I said. It's it's something that um, I guess I don't really see being mentioned much. So that feels like that feels like my answer to your question.
7: No, thank you so much, and thank you for articulating on both of those, uh, and thank you again for applying.
0: Okay Aaron, uh, thank you for going through the process tonight. Uh, council will be making their final decision on November 14th uh, and the city clerk will then contact you after that uh, to give you our final results. so thanks you for being. Here. Okay. thank you. have a good
1: evening. city clerk we're ready for our next candidate.
5: Hi. there here. Here. sure.
0: Hi, you? William. Uh, yeah. So I'm Senate Bill Mayor Larry Klein. Yeah. Thanks for being here tonight. Uh, let me uh, give you a quick overview of the process. Mm-hmm. So council members will each have a chance to ask you a question. Sure. Uh, we have about 15 minutes scheduled for this, so keep that in mind as you're answering those questions. Yeah. And first up is Council Member Melinger.
4: Thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. So I have two questions for you, a right. short one and a long one. The short one is, um, so for heritage and preservation Commission, you'd be required to fill out the form 700. Have you had a chance to look at that document? Are you familiar with that document? Are you comfortable filling it out? Because it is a somewhat financially intrusive shop. Sure.
8: Uh, yeah, I've looked it over. I haven't, you know, looked at it in uh, extreme depth, but I'm familiar with it. Um, and I find that to be pretty simple. So uh, I'm not, not concerned about it at all.
1: All right, cool.
4: So second question, more policy oriented question. Um, so one of the study issues that Heritage and Preservation uh, has gotten forward this year and was approved by council is reviewing the city's statement on historic context. Um, so you may be aware that um, one of Sunnyvale's first mayors was Edwina Fenner. Um She was uh, one of the first female mayors in the state of California. She served on council for over 30 years, um, is considered one of the founding mothers of the city. A number of things in the city are named after her, etc. cetera, et cetera. In 1944, uh, the Sunnyvale City Council passed a resolution unanimously, calling on Congress to bar all persons of Japanese ancestry from the state of California. This gets a one-line mention in our historic context statement right now. One of the five council members at the time who voted for that resolution was it even better. Mm -hmm. As we look at how we're going to revise our historic context statement, and that uh, the specific lens for this uh, study issue, by the way, is to uh, call out the role of minorities and especially even Americans in city history. Yeah. Um, how do we approach
8: this topic?
4: You know, as, how might you know, how might you suggest that we approach
1: something as sensitive as this?
8: Yeah, I mean, I think it's best to confront these issues head on. You know, mm-hmm. you you admit to you know, our past, this is our past, right? Um, but history is complicated, people are complicated, um, and giving that full picture, I think, is important. Um, you know, I think the role of heritage preservation of, of history in general is to bring nuance to our past to understand where we come from. Um, and I mean that can be tough in the polarized times we live in, but um, but you know, you want to approach it with that nuance um you know so uh with Edwina Benner you know she is important for these specific reasons of being a long-serving uh a council member mayor first uh, female mayor um but you know has this other negative side um and so you should present that um and in terms of you know and uh something that you would do to do that is maybe look for the stories of people that were directly impacted or th- the stories of descendants of the people that were directly impacted, because it's quite a long time ago now. Um, but uh, I mean, I think it's it's finding those stories and finding the other, uh, you know, uh, explanations of what happened in history and being upfront about it. it was really the best way to go. All right, thank you.
0: Thank you. Next up is Councilmember Srinivasan.
5: Thank you. Thanks Thanks for applying. I really was intrigued uh, by your resume on uh, uh, your application on two things. You have a JD degree. You are pursuing urban planning. I am. Is that correct? I am. I, I
8: have a JD. <laughs> oh. uh, in my second semester as a part-time student at San Jose State, getting a master's in urban planning. Okay. So. And then
5: there is another curious fact. Uh, you said that you are dedicated to Foreign Corruption Practices Act.
8: Yes. So I work at Stanford Law School, where I uh, run a legal database on Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, um, which, if you're unfamiliar, is the federal law that makes it illegal to bribe foreign government officials, okay. um, and it applies to both businesses and individuals, uh, and businesses that are either in the United States or on the United States stock exchange. Uh, it can also apply to some foreign folks. There's without getting too into the weeds, but yeah.
5: Okay. <laughs> So now my real question. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for explaining that. Uh, in the one of the questions, it was asked was, what courses can the city take to preserve the structures or uh, historic structures? Can you elaborate on that? I didn't find a response in your presentation. Uh, in
8: terms of what the city can do to help preserve yeah. historic yeah. structures. Um, I mean, I think on the the most basic level is you know having that uh, heritage resource list uh, and making sure it's updated so that it it's, is reflective of the actual historical structures in the uh, in the city. Um, you know, beyond that, it's we uh, can try to allocate money to help people if they need assistance to preserve uh, uh, structures. I know that can be tough; money is tight all around, but um, that's uh, one option. Uh, there are, I mean, my my like lawyer brain goes into it. It's you know like do a deed restriction. You know, I mean, yeah. all kinds of different other avenues. Um, but I mean, I think fundamentally, it for most people, it probably comes down to money. You know, and whether they have the money to actively maintain or preserve uh, the history that they have. Um, and as far as being on the resource list, then you know that adds that extra layer mm-hmm. of protection for that so they can't just willy nilly do something to right. to the property
1: okay okay
0: thank you yeah thank you next up is councilmember Self.
6: Hi. Hello. thank you for interviewing and um, like councilmember Srinivasan said you have really uh, interesting background yeah. so you would bring like that if you were appointed so um, you uh, mentioned that the Heritage Preservation Commission is your only priority in terms of your um so. Say you were appointed to the commission and you served a full tenure. Um, as you look back on your years on the heritage preservation commission, what would you be most proud of that you achieved? What would what you know what yeah. goals might you have, and if you achieved those goals, you'd be so
8: happy. Sure. Uh, I think it it comes down to two things. Uh, like one, a personal uh, answer, and the you know kind of Sunnyvale answer. And personally, uh, in the process of applying for this, uh, I've, it's been fun to learn about Sunnyvale Heritage that I didn't really know. Um, and so, at the end of a term, I I would hope I would be in a position to have actually learned quite a bit more. Um, and you know, and per, perhaps even be in a position to have told other people about, you know, what I've learned. Because like, we we will all learn new things in the next four years. Um, in terms of the, the Sunnyvale answer, I would say I would love to see more projects, uh, like one that the per- Heritage Preservation Commission looked at back in May. Uh, it was a development project um, that was preserving, uh, well, it's there were two houses on Crescent Avenue. Uh, and as part of the uh, poultry farms uh, that were historically there. And um, the staff report, they've gone and looked at the actual, uh, uh, you know, the, the actual histories of these two houses. And one of them was original to the, to the lot from the 1920s. And the other was a newer house that had been added on to a few other times and had been built for the son of the original owner. Uh, and as part of this development project, they were going to, tear down the newer house, but keep the older one and put in a set of townhouses behind it. Um, and as someone who, I mean, lives in California today, it's like the housing crisis is huge. Um, and so if we can move forward as a city addressing that while also preserving our heritage, uh, I feel like that is a huge win. Uh, and so projects like that are really something that I would like to see has continued to happen over the time I'm, you know, i have going to on
6: Thanks for your That's one of my most memorable counseling. Oh, really? <laughs> so it's interesting you brought
0: that up. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm up next. And so I, I really liked your concept about blending the old and the new. And beyond uh, the Crescent project, um, Crescent Avenue project, uh, have you looked at any of the other uh, heritage commission meetings? Because I, I think, you know, one of the things that that is unique, and so that, that, project was Interesting because it's like you had two buildings preserved Mm -hmm. one and and built up a lot. Yeah, I'll say the majority of their decisions are um, Slightly different. It's kind of interesting from the urban planning standpoint So I'd like to get your opinion is maintaining the facade Mm -hmm. while doing additions or or maintaining let's say the 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 essence of old architecture or old design Especially when you're talking about the heritage district, and then Looking at how you add on to that building. So, do you have any opinions about that, or if you saw anything?
8: Yeah, I mean, it, <clears throat> I I can't I can't say I remember specific yeah. meetings about it. So, I you know I don't want to <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, say anything about that. But in right. terms of like specific opinion, uh, I would say, I mean, yeah, mixing new and old is is good, and preserve, preserving facades if the facade is important. But sometimes it's not the facade that's important. It's you know maybe it's what's inside, or maybe it's the cultural heritage of that uh, spot. And so you really have to take it you know on a site by site basis to really understand how you can mix that new and old. And sometimes that that's going to weigh more on the let's keep the old the way it is. And sometimes it's going to be maybe we can do more to this uh, to this lot while still maintaining the the historical uh, connection. You know and if it's if it's a cultural thing, for example, maybe the house is not that important, you know, maybe then it's you're recognizing the site, but the, the site can still be developed in a different way. Um, but you know, if it is architecturally significant, then you know, you keep the, the architecture.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank you.
7: Uh, next up is Vice Mayor Dean. Thank you. Uh, thank you for applying. It's a pleasure to meet you, and it's not just because we look a little bit similar. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, you know, Councilmember Sweeney of touched on a topic that I also noticed in your application about uh, this combination you have of being a lawyer, but then also pursuing this master's in urban planning. Yeah, And I assume that coming in with that legal framework and way of thinking probably gives you a unique perspective on a lot of these uh, both municipal to urban planning ideas. And I'm yeah.
8: curious to hear a little bit more about that and how you bring that to bear on the Heritage Commission. Yeah, I mean, I think as with the legal background, I I do end up thinking a lot about policy, but like how, how that can be affected through legal mechanisms, Mm -hmm. you know, like how the code is written, um, things like that. Uh, In terms of how that will come to bear on historical preservation, I mean, the Historical Preservation Commission is not setting policy so much as following the policy. But having that legal background makes it so I can, I can read, you Mm -hmm. know, the, the code. I can read what's coming down from the city council and apply that, uh, hopefully in an accurate way. Um, and, you know, I think there's also an aspect of legal training that is persuasive. Uh, and so, you know, hopefully having having some ability to work with and to persuade fellow commissioners, you know, in, in terms of uh, a direction to take. So,
7: yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you again for applying. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Vice Mayor. Next is Council Member Cisneros.
2: Hello. And I would love to talk to you about land use. Okay. But <laughs> I also want to want to get a sense uh, for what we have kind of before us and what our mm. options are. But that would be a very interesting conversation. And it does overlap with this to some extent. But we've talked about that a bit. Um, when you answered Councilmember Council question, you talked a bit about sharing. Mm-hmm. And things that you learn about heritage of is absolutely true. Um, you know, someone else mentioned, you can live here your whole life and you're going to learn new things all the time. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of cool things that happen there, a lot of lesser known things. It can be a challenge to engage the community. In learning about anticipating and you know, appreciating that history outside of potentially controversial land use issues, that's typically when people tend to come together, and the museum does a great job. I was wondering, do you have any ideas for how me as a city can up our game in terms of community engagement, especially with younger people like our students and folks yeah. who traditionally may not be interested.
8: In yeah, people. um I mean I'm no marketing expert, but <laughs> uh yeah I mean I would say I mean visibility is really key. You know, it's like being out there at community events, you know, it's like mm-hmm. be at the Sunnyvale farmers market, you know, uh be uh if you want to engage younger folks, get them when they're still in school.
5: Mm-hmm. You know,
8: the go to a, uh, you know, a class talk about you know Santa history. I mean, I'm I'm sure there are teachers in the in the schools that would love to have you know someone from the city come and talk to them about something. Um, you know, even at San Jose State. I mean, there's lots of opportunities within the Masters of Urban Planning program for people to come in and speak for half of a class. You know, uh, so I think it's it's that it's like that constant engagement is is key because you're you're not going to reach people once, you know and you're you're not going to reach people just by having that heritage resource list I mean it's great they do like you know and it's the the Centerville website's great for actually finding this stuff like you know um but but that's if you're looking for it you know and so you need to have you need to just be out there you know you need visibility where people can see what's what's happening what is a historical resource you know I mean maybe it's it's adding more plaques, you know. Uh, maybe it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I it's funny. I come back to the to the farmers market. It's like, you know, having that tent where it's just like someone can stop by casually, and you get some, you get that hook. You know, it's like, oh, we have a we have a heritage museum. I didn't even know. You know, and it's like maybe I'll go check that out with my kids one day. You know, and but, and it's just reminding them, like they see you at that farmer's market every week. They're like, oh yeah, I forgot about it. I'm going to go do that tomorrow, you know? And that's how you get people interested.
2: And that's a cool idea with the farmer's market because you have that agricultural history, right? Yeah. And a lot of the things that you see being sold there are things that we grew, yeah. you know, back in the day. And that's, that's a really cool opportunity. So having a lot of to touch points in so yeah. that history. I like that, thank you.
0: Okay, okay, William, thank you for going through the process tonight. Absolutely. The council will be making a final decision on November 14th, and right. then the city clerk will contact you after that with the final results. Great. So, well, thank worry. you very much. Thank you for being here.
8: Have a good evening.
0: You too. Thank
7: anyway. you.
1: City clerk, we're ready for our next applicant. Well, wow. This, this is me. Like,
0: that is yeah. you. <laughs> okay. Hi, Charles. Um, I'm Larry Klein, mayor for Sunnyvale. Uh, let me take a moment to explain the process to you. Okay. Every council member has a chance to ask you a question. We have about 15 minutes for your interview, although you're la- our last interview for tonight. So you can go within reason a little bit. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, and keep that in mind as you're answering those questions. And first up is council member Boston.
5: Thanks a lot, Charles. Uh, Really interesting, <laughs> yeah. interested to read your uh, application. Thank you. Especially Google Maps, Silicon Valley pointed to your house. That is very, very cool.
1: <laughs> so, kind, of,
9: kind of not. Yet. I, 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 I don't type Silicon Valley. I, I felt you know? badly for the visitors who would drive to my street and ask me where was Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah. And I would just say,
1: here you are.
5: So, I had actually two questions, and then but you put a landmine in your application. You said uh, if you decide to interview me, ask me about this. That's sure. the fiber optics installation. And then, yes, yeah, yeah. uh, can you briefly talk about that? Because I have other sure, questions. Sure. Mayor, okay I'll, I'll try there. to be very uh, brief. Uh,
9: actually, before we change city manager, I had a brief discussion with a uh, previous city, city manager. Uh, so internet today is essential, right? Uh, early on it was, wow, dad's on the internet. So what? Now it's the internet goes away. My family wants to know when it's going to come back, right? So it's essential. We do business on it. We communicate on it. It's everything. Um, it has now taken over the of roads, right? This is especially true in the pandemic. You didn't have to commute. You could just stay at home if you had sufficient bandwidth. So, one of the challenges of the city faces is um, internet providers um, compete uh, open market to, to get internet service. And in doing so, as a as a business person, I would get internet service from people. They'll tear up the roads. They'll put down cables. They'll cover them up. Someone else could along and tear them up. The cables, the fiber inter- infrastructure, is agnostic. It doesn't care uh, who's using it and what's going on just like the roads don't care what kind of car you drive on them, whatever. So if the city were to say, we're going to make the fiber infrastructure, not the packets that go on it or anything else, uh, a tax-supported resource, just like the roads, just like the sewers, just like everything else we do, then it would do two things for you. It would, one, give you control over a lot of work that goes on ripping up the streets and putting them under okay? And that would be good for the street maintenance You save money. Two, that last mile, that that connection to everyone's house is the gateway that prevents effective competition in an internet space. So the old phone system, all the cables would come together to a central office. You bring the same fibers to a central building, a city building. Then the city can go to a vendor and say, you want to provide service to people? Get a rack, Mm -hmm. put it there, and then I go to your street and say, I can give you service. And your neighbor can have one service, you can have a different service, you can have a different service, and that reduces the barrier to entry. You get more competition, and it helps the city maintain the city because you don't have to worry about the infrastructure coming up and down. And the people in the city can get more done more effectively.
5: Okay. So that's okay. in a nutshell. Thank you. As a network engineer, I really appreciated the answer the other question is that okay if i ask? Well, okay <laughs> this that is russ like, Miltons going to that right. <laughs> yeah so you mentioned that uh, the city does not do enough to inform and explain its residents the way in which the housing policy improves their lives and can mitigate problems can we elaborate on that please
9: uh certainly so um There are things that are, you know, it's housing is a problem, right? It is, it's a problem in that more people want to live in the city than we have housing to support. And so the people with the best incomes live in the city and they drive out, you know, they'll pay whatever it takes to get in the city. There are still people here in the city that don't have housing. Uh, They compensate for that with, uh, basically taking, you know, taking advantage. Okay, uh whether it's whether it's sleeping in a, in a corner somewhere that's out of the way until they get roused or whatever. And in my walks that I do every day, I've come to know a number of these folks. And there are some basic things that they would that would benefit them that could be provided relatively straightforwardly. And the challenge there is how to provide it in a fair way without letting it be abused, and how without letting it be uh, become a huge cost center. And one of the, as an engineer, one of the things that I thought was really good here is we've developed great biometrics now, and everybody has their biometrics with them all the time. So I started talking to some friends about maybe we could get together and start a community center, which I called Refresh, which would allow anyone who signed up to take a shower once a week. And all they had to do was come up and put the palm print down and take a shower. And you knew if they had one, they would do it. Um, Maybe wash their clothes once a week, right? Uh, We have two, uh, De Anza College has a beauty school and um, so does uh, West Valley. Both of those places would like to have places for their students to be able to practice, right? So maybe you have the students a partnership with the students They come out once a week or twice a week and give people haircuts, right? Then uh and the third problem with the unhoused problem, if you will, is that 90% of the people who are homeless are just like you and me. You would not even know they were homeless unless you knew a little bit about them. Uh, and the people that the 10% that are really visible on our streets because they're they have issues, right? Mentally challenged, whatever, um we it, we try to help them as much as we can, but I don't have, I can't, I can't say, you know, I can take people to Sunnyvale Community Service, like a young man the other day who was, I, I met uh, on the street, was basically on one pair of clothes that he'd been on forever. And I said, Sunnyvale Community Services, which Sunnyvale Presbyterian Church, is the church I go to, works at I said, you can walk in any day of the week and say, I need some clothes that fit me, and they will have. This is revelation time. So how do we how do we outreach to these people? And we have community service officers. So how do we how do we do that? So it's much better for us to have a, a community support officer reach out and and help get these people services than it is to have some resident call and say this guy's crazy guy's on my street.
0: You know, get the cops out here. Okay. Thank you.
1: Thank you for that.
5: Oh. Sorry, long answer.
1: I'll try
0: to be short. That's fine. Uh, Thank you for for those answers. Next up is Councilmember Sell.
6: Uh, Thank you for interviewing. And um, I used to serve on the Housing and Human Services Commission, so your ideas are refreshing and applicable, what you just said. Um, So say you were appointed and you served your term on the Housing and Human Services Commission and also, since you also did the preservation, right? What would you like to look back on your term and say, "I achieved that," or what do you you envision is your goal now, as you serve, as you plan to serve, and then you look back on your time and you'd be most happy that you achieved those goals. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's, it's a really
9: good question. question. Um, sort of what what do you what do you view your contribution to um, I don't remember if I mentioned this or not. I'm, I'm kind of a systems guy. I've always been an engineer and how systems work together. And um, the city is a large system, right? And it's got people in it, and it's got businesses in it, it's got these things together. And the quality of that system is how effectively um, it serves the people who use it, whether they come to work here or they live here, uh, or they shop here, and if people come to the city and say, you know, of all the places I visited, Silicon Valley, and Sunnyvale, the heart of Silicon Valley, was just this really great place. I felt welcome. I felt I didn't, I felt safe. I felt this was a community that cared. If I could contribute to them getting that experience, I would feel like I'd, I'd made my, my con- contribution, right? Completely realistic at the amount of agency you have to move that that dial, and I am. I like to keep uh, as great grandfather, great great man I love very much, used to say, when people went out west, they didn't know what what they were going to run into, but they always knew they were headed west, right? And so that for me. I've loved living in this city. I love, I've been here almost 40 years. And I wanted to continue that way for another 40 years, another 100 years. And that direction guides me in what are the things that we can work on to make that for everyone here. And I'm really interested in making it for everyone here, not just you know the, the few people who happen to have the big jobs, Google, whatever.
7: Thank
0: you. Thank you. Um, I'm up next. Uh, so I'll keep this short, but I, I appreciate your, your concepts, your, your discussion about the refresh concept and, you know, and just a community that cares, uh, as much as you say, you don't know what's, what's housing services we provide and all that you already have, you know, either with Sunnyvale Presbyterian or, or Sunnyvale community services, you already have a concept of what they're providing, you know, especially Mm -hmm. Sunnyvale community services. And, can you give me a little bit of your background of dealing with SCS and, you know, how you, you know, as a long-term member of the city, I'm assuming you, especially with, with your church, right. had a lot of interaction. I just want to get. Sure. Me your sure. Feedback from that so, your
9: so um, I was a Boy Scout growing up and uh, at, at church, um, we had three daughters, Fremont uh, High School grads. Now they're all scattered across the country, but um, the, the, uh, Sunnyvale Press had a had still has a program for youth that was called Caravan, and Caravan was a get people together, uh, young people together for community service as a group and a team. We'd go up, and go to Mexico, we'd go to Sacramento, whatever. We'd help help people. As part of that, they uh, needed community service hours to to give their uh, to earn their spot, if you will, in Caravan. And the church has always supported uh, services within Sunnyvale that, that help people within Sunnyvale. And Sunnyvale could be services um, in particular because my wife was uh, preparing food for church events, large large events, and we would always check with them and see if we could bring food that was left over Could you make more. It's here. You got? Can you use it? We'll bring it over. Uh, we did a clothes drive uh, for folks because one of the things that. Uh, came out of some of our service work or that people didn't, you know, they just needed clothes. They just needed things to wear. So we we did that. Um, I'm always, I would much rather, which which gave me contact with these, with the Senegal Community Services and with the Goodwill folks that were uh, in downtown. And I have always helped, I would always rather provide someone with the help that is durable on helping their life get better than provide them with a dollar or five dollars or some pocket change, right? And and sometimes people just need, you know, a meal. And I'm happy to provide that if, if that will help their day, but I would much rather make their life better if I could. And that's what the community services were doing. And every year at Christmas, we would take our offering at a
1: church, we provide, uh, we give it to uh, some of the community services, and that was a great thing. Okay.
0: Thank you very much. Sure. Thank you for for giving back, uh, Vice Mayor Dean. Okay.
7: Thank you. Pleasure to meet you, and thank you so much for applying. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that you applied to both commissions and ranked them. Yeah. Uh, and my only question is, I'm curious to hear a little bit more about why you prefer Housing and Human Services over Heritage, just in terms of first and second, even though obviously you prefer them both. So yeah, well, there's 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 a, a thank you. That was a, that's also a good question,
9: right? Um, to be to be perfectly honest with everyone here. It really became a matter of how do I get back to the community? I'm retired, right? Self-employed, whatever you want to call it, right? I'm fortunate enough to have gotten to that point. And um, at one time I wanted to run for office, and someone said, you know, well, that's that's kind of a crazy thing. I don't know if you'd like public service, <laughs> you have to deal with, with with all this stuff. And a good friend of mine said, um, there's lots of ways to give back to the community. You should look to see if there are commissions that have spots. Because as a problem solver that I am, he said, you would be great on commissions because they're just dealing with problems day in, day out. And how do we solve it? The two commissions that I looked at were housing and human services, which are problems I see every day on the wall. And I thought that's that's a place I could add value if, if we could and leverage my problem solving skills with the resources of the city to help make things better. That was my plan then. The Heritage Foundation, uh, one of the things that really surprises me all the time is people that are saying, well, I don't want to change Sunnyville, I don't want any more housing because I like it the way it is. And yet, the same people are living in a house that was built on an orchard, right? And cities evolve. They grow. They move. And But if you want to move in a straight line, if you're a sailor, you have to look at your wick. You have to see where you've been to know where you're going. Because if, you if you don't look at that, you don't know where you're headed. And... Heritage preservation is the way we prevent ourselves from repeating past mistakes and preserving the things that are good and and remembering them and honoring them going forward. So both of those things are very important. The latter is, I think, uh, it's important but not urgent. I see the services as being urgent because we have people that need those services today. And that's really why
7: I chose those two things. Thank you for articulating that it's inspiring to hear about what your north star is on all of it so thank you yeah.
0: thank you vice mayor next is council member sisters
2: hello
0: my representative from district two
2: it's great to meet you yes great to meet you. Well, i to talk about input sometimes. It seems like, yeah. well, and, and you've, you've been around for a while, so yes, I'd love to, to hear about what you've seen experienced in that district. You know, you've lived there a little bit longer than I've been alive, but not by much. Yeah. Um, I've been here to that time. So I want to take, you mentioned just now the time you almost ran for council. What? You mentioned just now the time you almost ran for council. Yeah. And I want to kind of take us back to that time because in your application, you said, I was thinking about running for council. Housing transportation were going to be the issues where I had the most to say.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: I would love if you could give us just a little taste, a little sense of what those thoughts would have been um, if you had decided to do that. And if they've changed, how's that?
9: So, so I'm really, really pleased at the, the directions we've made with downtown and making Sunnyville walkable, right? Mm. Uh, because it's a great way to go. And I, I've i traveled the world a lot in my in my life. My dad was in the Air Force. We've got stationed in a lot of different places. And the, mm. the cities that work best um, incorporate all the elements of what you need to live your life in in close proximities. Now, it's very trendy to call 15-minute cities. I'm, mm. I'm sure you're aware of all of that stuff. But, but it really is about Living your life in a way that that lets you, the friction of living your life is not in the way of living your life. Okay, so uh, I think we need to do more of what we've done in terms of mixed use because I think it's great to have uh, go downstairs, go to the market, and and get food. Okay, I lived in I lived in downtown Denver for six months when I was working with IBM to help bring in the team there and the part of town they called Lodo, which is the lower downtown, and they had done similar revitalization. It worked really well. Uh, young people hate to drive. My kids hate to drive, right? Well, my daughter, my youngest daughter loves to drive, but my other two daughters, they don't like to drive. And uh, and with the Caltrain program and the electrification of Caltrain, I think we have an opportunity to be an artery and a big anchor on the peninsula for um, the whole area, know beacon, for what could be on the places that we have in, in all of the down the peninsula. Right. I love, I love the Caltrain. I love how Line going to places. I love the electrification. I think it's going to be even better. right? So one of the things that's important is to be able to see that system, if you will, of people living day to day in that stuff. And so that people who are, I want to live in suburbia, understand what they gave up when Sunnyvale became, you know, the order to turn to veteran communities and you have to walk two and a half miles to get to the Safeway, right? What did you lose? And um, so that's what I'd hope to bring but to continue that vision. And uh, I know some people have pushed back against the downtown stuff that, mm-hmm. um, and I think of it as mostly older people like me who've been here for a long time. And I tell them, "No, oh, wake up! This is going to be great." Uh, and maybe, maybe as someone they recognize as one of their own, I could reach them and mm-hmm. talk to them. I mean, um, that's
1: you know basically what I feel it would. Work. Yeah,
2: it's really great to have trusted messengers. Hmm? It's great to have trusted messengers. That's a key yeah. part of of communicating and especially policy. ideas. So thank you so much. I appreciate that answer. Sure. Um, really interesting.
0: Thank you. Awesome. thank you, Council Member. And finally, Council Member Mellinger. Did we skipped anyone? No. Yeah. All right. Yes. Uh, well, thank you very much for right. applying. Uh, you've gotten
4: a lot of questions about housing and human services. I want to drill down a little bit into uh, heritage
1: and preservation. Okay, great.
4: Um So same question I asked the other two applicants for that commission. Um, so you may be aware sort of one of the founding figures of our city is Mayor Edwina Benner. Uh, she was the first female mayor of Sunnyvale, California. She was one of the first female mayors elected in the state of California. Uh, she served for over 30 years on our city council. Uh, there are a number of things in the city named for her. Um, I think we've got a portrait of her that used to be up in the old city hall. I'm not sure if it's up in the new one. Um, you know, She's considered a founding mother of the city. In 1944, the Sunnyvale City Council passed a resolution calling on Congress to permanently bar all persons of Japanese ancestry from the state of California. This resolution passed unanimously. One of the individuals who voted for it was Edwina Benner. Um, So one of the things the Heritage Preservation Commission has on its plate or will have coming up, um, we have a study issue that they put forward that's been approved to revise the city's current historic context statement um, to put a greater emphasis on the role of minorities and especially Asian Americans in our city history. Mm -hmm. Currently, that resolution gets a one-line mention. Um, How do you think our heritage, uh, our city's historical context statement ought to approach that issue?
9: That's a a really good question. And, I've actually thought a lot about it, not in the context of Sunnyvale, Mm -hmm. but in the context of essentially the Me Too movement, right? And Mm -hmm. that is the country post George Floyd has had an awakening that I think of underlying tensions and things in our nature as a country that we've just buried, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it has been interesting to have, you know, to surface those things and say, not, you know, some of these people that you revere were not great people in their lives. They they took a position that at the time was not considered perhaps outrageous, uh, you know, Jefferson owning slaves, right? Whatever. And yet now is considered to be uh today would be horrible, right? So this is, so the the situation of the Japanese in 1944 was an America that was shell-shocked by having been attacked, right? Uh, They were uh, angry and they were not mature enough, if I could use that phrase, to distinguish between a person's ethnic origin and the activities of a government, of a group of people. And it's just that's just classic racism, right? That's a classic, you know, everyone who's Japanese believes this. Today we are just inundated with the Israeli Palestinian conflict because Hamas has confused the waters tremendously. There's a whole bunch of people who are both trying to do the right thing and and being smothered in political messages of of hate, right? Or things that people have done. So when I look at these these questions, I I very much approved California making statements about Native American lands. And it had been, you know, this was this was Native American land and we were, they were here, they were having a good time, but we took it over, sorry, right? acknowledges that sin. I think acknowledging that we did a bad thing and that was to Japanese Americans who were Americans is important. And it's also important to, to in context say, we know we know why they did that at the time. That, that was just a reaction from that people, but it should not reflect on the good that the folks have done that happened to be painted with that brush. Okay, see what I'm going? And that is a very, very difficult needle to thread
1: mm-hmm.
9: because there are there's a great book called Thinking Fast and Slow, which talks about mm-hmm. how sometimes people think with their heart, sometimes people think with their brain. and and everyone has a level of where they are in that spectrum, right? Some people and it is always going to be offensive to my father, um that the japanese got away with so much it, he was just that racist it will always be offensive to him it will never be offensive to me that a to distinguish between the acts of individuals who chose actions they had agency they chose actions they should be punished and the ones that are being painted from their actions should not be right so i'm so i try to thread that needle and it's hard I think the study is an excellent way of looking at acknowledging that the United States did a crazy thing when it uh, imprisoned all the uh, Japanese ancestry folks. That was wrong. And we should acknowledge it. city of Sunnyvale, this mayor should not have to suffer that that thing. All right. Thank you. Okay, Charles. I a little rambling.
0: (laughs) I think it deserves that. No. I appreciate appreciate your time. Thank you, Charles uh just to give you an overview so council will be making the final decision on november 14th okay and then the city clerk
7: will follow up after that to give you the Uh, final result are you meeting are you having a a meeting on the 14th on the 14th
0: 14th. so you don't have to be there
7: but but yes but
9: now i saw your chamber i thought wow this is pretty cool i've only been to the previous one
0: so we just, oh, go, we just moved into the new building in March, yeah. and so and didn't didn't actually meet in there until the we end of September because mm-hmm. of oh, supply right. chain issues and everything else. But yeah, let's welcome like you to visit that council meeting, which will be impressive. There. So I'll have to stop by. Sure Chairs
4: are, are, are... <laughs> 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 and
1: well,
0: you for for I uh, hope you find great
4: people here,
1: patients. Thank you very much. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And is yes, your right, jacket your here. You'll notice that we're <laughs> no, walking home if I did not know. Thank you very much. Have a
0: uh, So that concludes our board and commission interviews for the evening. This meeting is adjourned at 7-11. Thanks to everyone who participated.
2: Thanks.
0: Have a good night. Thank you. Sorry, Sam.